Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast. This is Danielle, Aaron, and Beth. And we are here to explore the connection between humans and dogs and to give you some tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community. everybody today's a special day we have a good friend and superwoman on today her name is sarah edwards she's the founder of an experiential marketing agency and social media studio which operates under the name you know her i know her i am sarah edwards um welcome sarah Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, we met when you were doing a event at Surly back in the days where we could still do open events <laughs> at, at Surly. Um, back in the good old days. So um, it's so funny that when the first time we ever talked on the phone, it was like, oh, you're one of my people. You get us. Because <laughs> a lot of times when we at Canine Inspired Change speak to people, especially that are not in this industry, meaning like dog training and and social like connection, et cetera, um, they think we're a dog rescue. And so I, yeah. I usually find myself like for the first chunk of the conversation saying, but no, we're not a dog rescue. Here's what we do. And then they usually come around. Um, but like you right away, you got it. And I'm like, oh, my God, plus. <laughs> and then not only did you get it, but you're this crazy super connector, Kevin Bacon of Minneapolis and St. Paul that connects all the people Um and, and who knew I just stumbled into that? So I'm just like, shout out and thanks to the universe for that. So uh, I, I love what you do. It's really important. Well, thank you. So first of all, before we get into your kind of how you came to do this, I would love uh, to talk about your dogs, hear about your dogs, tell us their names, how they came into your life. One dog that I've had for... I was tear up. Uh, let's see, seven years. He's sitting right next to me right now. Um, he is a golden doodle. His name's Topher. Um, I'm divorced, and we actually, I got him when I was married with my now ex-husband. And um, it was one of those things where growing up, we always had dogs, um, just random mixed dogs of who knows what mm -hmm. that we would adopt. And um, I found that, you know, having a dog around, like it, when I don't have a dog around, I feel like something's missing in my life. And so when Topher came into my life, I was like, um, felt like connected again with like my little buddy or whatever. And so we've kind of, and he was with me through like really hard times yeah. in my life through my divorce, through my like challenges and break breakups and living in friends' basements and all of that hard stuff. And it just was nice to have kind of that consistent in my life. And then um, when I met my now fiance, Tony, he had a dog who's now my dog too, Pierre. He's mm -hmm. a little, um, I think it's like a terrier beagle mix. He's got like wire hair. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fun to like have the two of them because they're just like best buds. And it's I like the, just it's um, like the Brady Bunch of dogs. Like 
doing things with them and going on walks every morning we go out we're lucky enough to live in a loft apartment that has like a mini little private dog park in the back so go out every morning it's very therapeutic and I know we've talked about this a lot but it's like I feel like I get more out of the relationship than they do and they're just yeah they're my whole world (laughs) well that's so touching and like anybody that loves their dog gets it and like what else could we bring up immediately to like minutes into the conversation that could bring tears to both of our eyes right (laughs) there's something about dogs animals in general but there's something about dogs that touch that space um that like wounded little kid or something and just reminds you if there's something pure about them I think there's like um there's an absence of ego or like storytelling in their in their brain that brings me at least to the present moment and even a dog that can be hard to deal with whether they have severe anxiety or aggression they still have this piece of them that's very pure and just taps into that little piece that like lets us immediately go there. Yeah. You know, I don't let myself go there with a lot of people. (sighs) And I think you brought up such a good point that I think about a lot actually. And that I'm always trying to work on is like mindfulness and being present. Right. And I think dogs are the one things that really kind of easily allow us to be present in the moment. I think that there's, um, Obviously, you worry about dogs and stuff, but they, they just kind of take your worries away for a moment. You can mm-hmm. just play and you can bring bring yourself back to that innocence that you had when you were a kid and that playfulness and that childness that I think we all kind of grieve sometimes. So I think that being present is something we're so working on as human beings, especially in like our modern day society. So right. I think dogs are so great at reminding us to be present. And right. Enjoy the small things and little things in life. (laughs) Right. Well, and I mean, studies show we have documented studies showing that petting an animal takes your blood pressure down, you know, brings anxiety down, brings cortisol down. I mean, these are published scientific studies. So we know what happens. Um, And now we're like into... I don't know, we're 10 years into this social experiment called Facebook and YouTube. And and so, you know, I think everybody's seen the social dilemma on Netflix, but it, it's we don't really we didn't really know what was going to happen with people. Yeah. Um, and what we're seeing in, in kids is an increase in anxiety yes. and stress. And so, the, you know, when we bring the dogs into the schools and now we're doing some some things on Zoom and et cetera, we've got a little video going, but we're hoping with the vaccination um, we'll, we'll be back in in the fall. Like you can yes. see that happen. And it's not something that's absolutely like can be put into words. It's more yeah. of a feeling. And so... Yeah to stop and fully feel connected yeah. is just really, really, um, it's like a salve or like something yeah. putting it over a burn because I know I am. And I think a lot of people are not feeling connected for many yeah. reasons right now. Right. So dogs come in and do that. Okay. So I wanted to talk about, you said something about like living in your friend's basements. So yeah. I like when people look at you, I think mm-hmm. they see what I see is a beautiful, intelligent, successful boss lady killing it. Like, look at her, you know, wow. But I think it's important to like also touch on you didn't just like 
with a magic wand poof and like that happened <laughs> so um if you can kind of fill us in a little bit on on the struggles and then how you built this empire of connection um yep. based upon and and my first person experience integrity humility mm-hmm. you know connection doing the right thing um mm-hmm. Take you know, helping out clients on a pro bono basis, even when you don't have enough time. Um, you know, all all of the things that I see from you. If you could, yeah. like, how did you know to do that before you had the time, before you had the uh, success to even do it? And like, how did this become a business model for you? Yeah, God, it's so it's so hard because it's so like nuanced and connected to all these different parts of my life. But I think. Um, I think for so long, and I'm still guilty of this, so I'm not over it yet, but I'm such a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and I would just like hear things and give feedback or you need to be like this, you need to do this way. And I felt like I finally just reached a point where I'm like, the only way I know how to go through life is to do it authentically. And I know that word gets like thrown around all the time and advertising ruins everything. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I think about authenticity and I think about the human experience and I think about what we're all trying to do um with our you know one precious life and I think when I found myself in this marriage that clearly wasn't working you know and I look back at it now and I think it was one of those things where I felt pressured maybe it's like the midwestern values where you go to college and then you get married and Mm -hmm. then you have a house and then you have kids and this is that and whatever. And I think I found myself living a life that wasn't me and I didn't know what it was. And then everything was blown up. And, um, I think this is such like, I'm not one of those quote people, but this quote sticks out to me so hard because it's so freaking true mm-hmm. is everything you want is on the other side of fear. I love that and, one. And when I think about that, it's like, you think about what you're most afraid of in life. And if you really like sit with it, it's usually not that bad. So in the moment when I was, you know, struggling to figure out if I should stay or if I should go and this and that, I was like, what am I most afraid of? Am I afraid of judgment from other people? Am I afraid of being a failure? Am I afraid of shame? Am I afraid of being alone? And once you can kind of sit with like what you're most afraid of, you'll usually realize it's not that bad. And the cool thing is, I always talk about this too, like I'm so grateful for all the terrible things that have happened in my life because those are the moments when I grow, even though in the moment they're the worst things. Like my, my childhood wasn't really peaches and cream. My Divorce is awful. I've had a lot of other issues, mental health stuff. But anytime that something's really, really, really hard, I don't want it to be. In the present moment, I hate it. Mm -hmm. But then future me is always like glad that I went through that thing. So now as I'm working on mindfulness, when I'm going through something that sucks, I'm like, I know that this is going to be part of my growth, even though I hate it right now. So I try to talk to people, women, anyone struggling in abusive relationships or toxic environments that even though in the moment it's the worst thing ever, there's definitely growth that's happening in in it. You get to know kind of after like the first big one is kicking. Like I went into kicking and screaming like I I had to almost be forced into a change because I was like so sick. And I'm speaking of my um, 
addictions and getting sober. Um, But after that, you start to see like, wait, there's a pattern here. (laughs) Like you said, oh, this sucky thing is happening. However, in my clear experience now, I am able to see that this pattern is, okay, this terrible thing that I am perceiving in a certain way is happening. However, every other time that has happened, if I can stay clear-headed and move forward authentically, there is something good that's going to happen on the other side of it. And also, like, life is just ever-changing, like yep. you're not always going to be in the greatest position and you're not always going to be in the worst position if you no. can keep moving forward, you know, and and then you have some some resources. And I think that's where we both come in where we're like, hey, been there, done that. Um, I see you. Yeah, we say we see I see you. Um, I see you. And like. This is my little expertise, the little corner of of where I can help, and then we're going to just try to put out program or do things or make choices that then will like lend a helping hand to the to the next person yes. coming on up, and then who knows what they will do. Exactly, and I think too, um, as humans, and I'm I'm like I'm reading a lot of different books right now, but one I'm reading actually is, and I I'm not sober, I do drink alcohol, but. I have been lately questioning its role in life and the life of mine and other around people around me. And I'm reading this amazing book. Maybe you've read it. It's called quit like a woman. No, I've never even heard of it. Fun. It's amazing. It's literally all about, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but it's fascinating to me, but it's all about like alcohol, its role specifically in women's life, Mm. um, different systems of oppression, um, they talk even about like AA and how it's kind of built for white men. Oh, it totally 100% is, which mm. is, I've never thought of that before, but she talks about how it's all about breaking people down where a lot of people that have been oppressed or, you know, maybe women mm-hmm. have been broken down. So it's like, they need to be built up. They need different ways. But right. anyway, one thing that she talks about is like, we're not okay. Just being with ourselves. Like we need to be with mm-hmm. a phone or social media or a TV show, or we need to be working on something or doing something. It's hard for us to just be alone with ourselves. And so that's something that I'm really focused on as I'm like continuing to try to grow mindfully is just being okay, being alone by myself without an activity, a distraction, right. a thing, a thought. And I know that comes with meditation and things too, but I don't know why I got off on a tangent. I'm obsessed with this book, though. It's fascinating. Well, you know I'm going to check it out. So yes. what do you do for meditation now that you brought that up? Um, I'm just working on, like, I'm I'm reading another book right now called The Miracle of Mindfulness. And um, I'm, I'm not one that, like, gets up in the morning and, like, sits in a certain spot or anything. But um, in this book, one thing that I really like is acknowledging that the only thing you have is the present moment. Like, that's life. The the present, the past isn't right. life. The future isn't life. Like right now, this moment right. is what life is. Right. And once you start to think about that, it's like crazy. And so one thing I'll, I've started to do is I used to like go to my elevator and I'd like check my phone mm-hmm. as I'm waiting. Like I can't take three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's all of us. Like, We've been conditioned to do that by the way. So don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. And it's like, it's shocking and it's normalized. And so I'm trying to hard to break some of these habits or patterns just because I'm desperate to not desperate. I'm excited to live in the moment. So now instead I'll be like, 
I'm standing at my elevator and then I'll breathe in mm-hmm. and like slowly and then breathe out or I'll be in the elevator. I'll be like, I'm riding in the elevator and just little things like that. Instead of being like, what am I going to cook for me? Did I go to the grocery store? It's like, you know, and then he talks about like washing the dishes to wash the dishes mm-hmm. and not washing the dishes to have clean dishes, which I was like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I right. sound all like woo right now, but I'm like very into this mindfulness stuff and just being present and being kind of fascinated by the miracle that is life. <laughs> well, and you touched on something there because I think you just describe how dogs experience the world in general they just like are built in that's built into them and i i think that when you're with a dog and really communicating with them and feeling them that's part of why you feel good is because you're like oh it's just the same as if you're with somebody who's just stressed out and freaking out and you're like okay you leave me like i gotta just take some deep breaths here or if you're with somebody who's like super chill then you start to feel calmer we just like feel each other's energy and so when you're with a dog and you're able to to connect with them I think that's part of the reason why you feel so good because you're feeling the absence of that story that like that 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 constant running of the mind yep um and also you said like this is just real life this is what we do And, and I've been talking to one of my meditation teachers about this my only one not that I have, I just said like one of my, but like I have several, I have one. Um, and like life is waking up, petting your yep. dog, brushing your teeth, doing yep. your dishes. That's life. It's not like yep. big, huge events. Those are, those get smattered in, but they're not any, uh, they shouldn't be given really any more importance than like what the meat, the daily meat of life is, is yes. it's not supposed to be anything more than that. Yes, I love that. Yeah, Me too. The other thing I love too is, um, you know, starting to deconstruct like these this, the constant thinking. Like we we are not our we're not our thoughts. No, and we're not our mind either. It's part of us. Like it's like the mind thinks, and they're not thoughts that are out to get you, even if they're good or bad. And they're ultimately just yep. all thoughts. So the mind right. thinks. That's what it does. The elbow bends. The heart yeah. beats. Yeah. Um, so you can start to focus on uh, shift your perception a little bit and not so much engage with the thought patterns. And then yeah. the other thing you said, which is super powerful, I think, and I think um, was powerful for me as well. If people are trying to take tidbits here, you got to be willing to just change belief systems. Yeah. I've done this several times in my life and I just had a big shift uh, again, too. And so just being willing to go, wait, I think I was wrong about that. Or this was not the right road for me. Or like I went to this wellness retreat and it seemed a little off to me. I'm going to go now. I'm going to just go back to like my roots or, you know, like whatever. Um, Being able to, to change one's mind and change one's perspective and just like is, well, first of all, it's a huge freaking relief. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's, it's such a relief. Yeah. I think a lot of stuff too. It's like, I'm just like a naturally curious person. So it's like, I know there's not one way to live life. That's insane right. to think. So I'm just very curious about like, if, if you found something that works for you, that's not hurting people or hurting yourself, like good on you, like, like let that freak flag fly, yeah. like do, do it your way. And I think, um, 
so going back to like so many of the problems in life that we put upon each other is fear-based. It's like, well, that's different than me. So, so someone's wrong in this. It's like, yeah. no, not necessarily. No. There's just a lot of different ways. And right. So I just think that it's fun seeing people do things differently and choose different lifestyles or ways of, you know, creating space for themselves. Right. It's, it's fascinating that there's however many billion people on this planet and we're coexisting. Right. Like blows my mind every day. Right. So anytime I get too stuck in my own stuff as well, it's like, you know what? You know how many people are in this world? You're not that important, number one. You're not that important. No. And, and also nothing's like happening specifically for me. Right. Like there are synchronicities, but that was a big shift too. I'd be like, oh, this happened. So then this means this. No, nothing right. specifically. That's ego. Nothing specifically yep. happening for me at this point. Look at all of the, like you said, billions of people in the world. Um, you know, you, you have to do something every day. So yeah. Try to choose uh, something that's helpful and and that you have interest in. And you just follow that uh trajectory until the next one comes along yep exactly so okay so on that tactic can you tell us about how you started i am sarah edwards which is now i think morphed into some great people or is is it two separate entities or is yeah it's technically two separate entities and i know it's a little confusing which is part of the reason we created some great people so you know when i graduated um college and going back to the fear-based thing originally i <laughs> went to the university of north dakota and studied mechanical engineering if you can even imagine no that i cannot that's crazy yeah because i was a- afraid of the arts and afraid of mm. creativity because i associated it with starving artists um mm. and i grew up kind of poor so it's like if i knew anything it was like i didn't want to grow up or continue to be poor because it was like such a struggle and it was you know, everything was all about money all the time. So I was just sick of living like that. So I was like, I was never like wanted to make money to like have things. It was more just like to be able to pay bills and not have to worry about it constantly. And to have like some sort of like safety and autonomy. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, too, um, I associated having a comfortable lifestyle with having a man that would help me figure that out. So it was like, for me, I wanted financial independence so that I never had to be in a relationship. I didn't want to be mm-hmm. in. If I, you know what I mean? I have to make yeah. choices based on that. And I think a lot of that with like domestic violence and stuff about people not having financial independence. So long story short, <laughs> long story longer, I ended up going to I have an amazing mom, like amazing mom, a very supportive single mom. Um, she encouraged me to transfer to Minneapolis to study advertising and what was interesting because that was like god 15 years ago or so now but um i just remember going to school and i to be completely honest i didn't get that much out of my education (laughs) i got the most education waitressing at glicks because Ah. you just learn people and Mm -hmm. you understand people's needs and you learn empathy and you understand you know kindness and whatever i think you know a lot of people I think most people should do something in a service industry of some sort, just because it teaches you a lot about yourself and people. But um, then I, you know, worked at Pixel Farm, which is an awesome production company here in Minneapolis. And that was really fun. I started a receptionist and then I ended up being the director of marketing. And during all of this, I started my side hustle and it was born out of 
I've always just loved, sounds so cliche or so general, but like, I just love people. I'm just so fascinated with people, how they find things they're passionate about, how they get there, what they do. And so, and I've also always loved fashion, but I've also hated fashion because for, for so many people, it's such a um, terrible thing because it's all about being a certain size or looking Mm -hmm. a certain way or having a certain amount of money or whatever. But to me, it was always art. Like it's always been art and storytelling and I've just loved it. I had to shop at like garage sales growing up and I got voted best dressed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had no Abercrombie sweatshirts, even though I wanted one. But once I realized I was never going to get one, I was like, well, I I have to make do with what I got. Uh And I ended up finding like a lot of self-expression and a lot of confidence in dressing kind of differently. And so Fast forward, I kind of took that with me and um, I wanted to do a fashion show, but instead of having a fashion show about the clothes, I wanted it to be about the people. So I Am Minneapolis was born and it was essentially a variety show that mixed fashion, small business owners, movers and shakers, um, comedy, music, um, entertainment, and all of those things. And it was just a celebration of our city. And you know, now the people on the runway would probably be called influencers, but it was more just people doing cool stuff in the community mm-hmm. that were influential, whether it be a tattoo artist or a chef or a nonprofit director or people that are just making the world a better place and making Minneapolis really special. So after I did that event, what I didn't realize at the time is it was more than an event. It was like a connection hub of really cool people. Yeah. So I got a lot of energy watching this person connect with this person and making magic doing this thing and just being on the behind the scenes, like, Oh my God, you need to know what they're doing because this aligns with your values and this and that. And so Mm -hmm. what it was funny was like event, the event part was fine and events are stressful and I do enjoy them. But what I really love is connecting people because sometimes, and again, not to sound cheesy, but like one connection can truly change your life and your trajectory. And so, yeah, that's why I get so much energy from it. Sometimes I'll hear like really cool success stories about people I connected that are doing amazing things together. And for me, it's like, it took two seconds, but it was just kind of because I'm always talking to people and meeting people, I kind of put them in the back of my head and being like, and then when it's like, Oh my God, did you know Danielle with canine inspired change is doing this and you should connect with her on Mm -hmm. this because you're launching this, whatever. So it's um, a lot of that. So, Doing these, so then I just started doing events a lot. Again, they never made money. They're always a crap ton of work and a lot of energy and no money, but I usually broke even. Sometimes I went in the hole. I was always passionate about paying people. Even if I didn't have any money to pay them, I'd figure it out with like ticket sales. But then um, I kept doing this. And then again, since I couldn't really make a living to it, I always had a full time job. Well, Fast forward, that just wasn't sustainable. I did it for years and years and years. And so it's always weird when I think people are like, oh, you launched a marketing agency and it was successful overnight. But it's like, no, it's been like 15 years of like building all of this community and relationships that wasn't really a company, but it was building towards this point. So around the time when I was starting to get burned out from doing both a full-time job and all of these events, I was like, you know, I don't know if I could do this anymore, but at the same time, I loved, like, I loved my day job too at the time. Like it was really fun. I didn't, it wasn't like I was miserable in it. So it's like, I could do it and be happy and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But around that time, you know, and I talked to my now fiance partner, Tony, who was like, just believes in me through and through. He's like, why don't you just try it? What's the worst that could happen? 
So that was when I was doing this worst case scenario. I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I quit my job. I try to do this and it doesn't work out and everyone hates me and I have to go live with my mom and I have to serve Buffalo wings at the local bar and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I could do that. Like, it's like once I wrapped my head around the absolute worst, which still wasn't that bad. I was like, Oh, I can do this. So then, you know, I did the scary thing and quit the secure job with a paycheck and all that and tried to do it and just, um, went and shared how I could help people and how, what my business was and, it was kind of history. I mean, some of our first clients were big, like Bumble, yeah, um, Jaguar Land Rover, yeah. Sherman Associates, and talk about imposter syndrome. I was like, you're <laughs> going to give me money to do this? <sighs> and then once they were like seeing results and seeing the success, you know, I slowly, and, it, and starting out, like you never know how to charge people. So I was like, totally undercharging and over delivering. So of course people are happy at the beginning, (laughs) but it's again, all learning things. But now, um, some great people has had their best year ever in 2020, which is weird to say just because 2020 was terrible. But I think again, people needed connection and whether, even though that can't happen in real life, we still were building a lot of connections on behalf of people and our clients and brands and businesses and just um saying no to projects that weren't a good fit which was hard um so it's fun to just be in a place where I feel like I can take on work that I'm actually good at and our team is good at and if it's not a good fit then we don't take it on because it's like everything's relationships if it's if it's not going to be a good relationship then you don't want to move forward with it so so So, yeah I'm exhausted but we're in 2021 now, so hopefully there's something to look forward to. Um, well, okay, so do so. I'm Sarah Edwards, and some great people are. Do they do the same thing? No, I mean I'm Sarah Edwards is kind of. Um, it's more like me as like an influencer, keynote speaker, um, ambassador, and stuff like that. And some great people is the creative marketing agency. And Perfect. I thought about even just deleting my I am Sarah Edwards website, but I still like it just because I know a lot of people find me that way. So right. it's just kind of there. But we do still have some challenges with our the two brands, but they're also complementary to each other. So that's yeah. kind of why they're still there. Got it. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. So I have a cool story um, about how I made a connection through you guys. Ooh. Um, I know. Fun, right? But before we do that, would you do me a favor and turn your phone notifications off, your volume? That's, what, that's what's beeping, right? We can cut that up. Oh, I don't my phone is beeping? Like when you're getting notifications, we're just hearing go bloop. Oh, I think it's my computer. computer. How do I Don't do worry. That? I mean, I'm not, I'm not super concerned about it. We might even yeah, leave this no, in because guess know. what? Real life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. So, all right. Our producer, Mark says, I wouldn't worry about it. So we're not going to worry about it. If somebody there, tells me sure. not to worry about something, that's a good indication. Okay. So um, we at Canine Inspired Change were invited to be um, have a table at your Galentine's event, a couple of Galentine's events, but the one at Canopy. 
Um, shout out to Canopy in Minneapolis because you can have dogs there and it's a really cool boutique hotel. Um, so they had this, um, it was actually Paw and Tines. So it was a Valentine's yep. Day event with that you bring your dog to. Yep. So um, you allowed us to have a table there. You did not charge us. You, it's part mm-hmm. of what you do for nonprofits. Um mm-hmm. And some nonprofits, I guess. And we met Superior Lab there. And so, yeah, Louise and Michaela. So Louise herself wasn't actually there, but Michaela was. So we struck up a great conversation with them. By the way, another great company who are giving 50% back of their um, income to nonprofits. So they donate to us. Now we created a great relationship with them. Louise. So I reached out to Louise to just thank her. And then she ended up coming on the podcast and like now she's a friend. And so how cool is that? That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, me too. So, okay. Do you guys have anything coming up? Some great people. We do actually have a few things coming up. Um, we are launching a podcast. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> so I mean, why not, right? And then, <laughs> yeah, we're launching a podcast and also an app. Um, Fun! Yeah, and it was, the focus of the app is really going to be about, again, once it's safe and we can gather in groups, I think a lot of times people are looking for events going on and there's so many lists and websites and this and that, and we, um, obviously we create our own events, but then we also promote other people's events. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a place to kind of see what's going on easily in um, the Twin Cities in a little easy little app. So that's exciting. Very so exciting. Um, yeah. So, so will there be dog-centric events? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. My favorite friends of events. Okay. <laughs> um, and then what's your podcast going to be called? Do you have a working title or when it's going to drop? We're working through it. It'll probably be in May. Like, I usually... Um, it's so funny because usually my philosophy is done, not perfect, just because mm-hmm. it's like, I think we obsess about making things perfect mm-hmm. and anything I've ever done. It's like different iterations, but, um, I'm slowing down with these things. So Good probably you. May, May, June, just because again, hopefully at least we'll be able to be outside by then and people will be kind of ready to connect and hopefully everything with the vaccine goes well. And yeah. I don't know. When, when will we be able to have events? <laughs> Do you have yeah. any idea? I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping for fall. I, I mean, know. definitely outside in the summer, but Yes. I don't know. So anyways, good luck on your podcast. And if you need a guest, holler at your girl. And I will. if you need uh, a producer, we have a really great producer who works awesome. cheap and loves dogs. And he's one of our um, teachers and volunteers here. So oh, awesome. he started out as a, he started out as a student of mine when I was dog training. And cool. now then he took my classes and certified his dog. And then he volunteered at any chance he could get because he's a local musician. So he could have, he had his days free. So I'm just like, this guy yeah. is so awesome. And then we expanded and I, I couldn't teach all of them anymore. So he apprenticed with me and now he's teaching some of our classes and now he's our producer. So how do you like that? That's so cool. Um, and he has his own podcast too. Mark Steary. The Mark Scary okay. Music Podcast. What's the podcast about? Music. All about music. Music. Okay, cool. Music and dogs. Yep. 
the best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, it was so awesome to have you on here. Yes. I just love you. And I love your um, vulnerability and authenticity. I think it's good for people to hear, like, we have all had problems. And even if maybe you're having a little success right now, it's not yeah. because it's not because. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not because you you just everything went well for you. <laughs> There's usually some barriers. And and as you said about that fear quote before, when I first was getting sober, I had just some amazing women in my life that were helping me. And mm-hmm. I remember saying to um, one of them about an event or uh, I was going to go volunteer somewhere. And I said, I'm just scared. Like, I'm just scared to be anywhere like sober. And she's like, okay, well, that's okay. Do it scared. And I'm like, oh, Okay. All right. So you can still move forward, even if, uh, you know, there's fear there. Um, and and you know what, sometimes you might fail. I mean, and, 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 oh, well, cause like this year, 2021, I've had some big failures, but also some big successes. Like we're just trying to keep canine inspired change going. So we, you know, gotten into our own office and we started offering, small group sessions here which i'm like oh for sure people will sign up nope and then i was like well let's just do like a connections class where people can just come with their dogs and we'll do a little dog massage well Mm -hmm. i'll be socially distanced i'll do just maybe just a little um yoga some movement and maybe Mm -hmm. i'll teach a dog trick that'll be fun people will for sure come to the to come to that nope they will not turns out in 2020 2020 um however we started the podcast because we had amazing people around us that had the skill set and that's been going really well so thanks everybody that's been listening um and also we had our best give to the max day to date so who knew yeah exactly so you know we 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 forge ahead and that does not mean that you move forward with the um with the expectation that everything is going to just be super successful or even turn out in the way that you think because you just never know what's going to come from that one and you're going to make mistakes like you know exactly exactly no i couldn't agree more yeah Okay. Well, I really appreciate you. I just love you. Um, Give Topher a kiss for me and your other dog that I forgot his name. Hey, Toph. What's the other one? (laughs) Pierre. Pierre and Topher. So cute. Um, (laughs) And yeah, to be continued, girl. I got, you know, I have your back at all times. You too, always. Thank you. Love you. Okay, until next time, we see, I see you. You matter. And get out there and do good with your dog with some great people. 